to a very special episode of Chasing 1969, a New York Jets podcast. We have an AFC East preview pod coming your way with the Dr. Locks group chat bringing in some Bills representatives, some Patriots representatives. Obviously, we're going to talk Jets and Dolphins as well, too. Before we welcome everybody in, make sure to follow us on Twitter at NYJ underscore Chasing 69. Same as the YouTube t- uh, channel. Teddy is at Teddy Huncho. I am at Spring Blake with four A's in that bitch. Uh, Teddy, before we get to Scott and Mike, how are you doing? We uh, we missed last week because uh, I got uh, a procedure done and I was a little uh, fatigued. But how are you? How have you been? It's been a bit. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad glad your procedure went well and that you're healthy and safe. You know. Um, but yeah, I'm really. I'm. I I don't even really have anything to say because I'm stoked that our boys are here. I'm stoked yeah. that that Mike and Scott are here um scott's got the crazy background going to rival my sick background of the jets and yeah this is the only only episode we ever had a guest was last year's afc East yeah. preview so here we are a year later having our boys on and i'm very excited about it yeah the the, Hello, the boys. second annual Hello. afc East preview here. yeah scott mike welcome in mike uh bills resident bills fan scott resident patriots fan um, I'm going to, I guess, assume the position for the second year in a row as a Dolphins guy, which is hilarious because I absolutely hate their quarterback and everything about them. Um, but we'll we'll get into all of that. Uh, basically going to do a huge rundown, uh, preview each team in the division, talk uh, strengths, weaknesses, storylines, uh, move along through and finish up with some standings, uh, record predictions, any final thoughts, and we'll go from there. Everything sound good, boys? You ready to get rolling? Oh, yeah. Ready to roll. All right. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Let's kick things off with uh, I, we were all joking the most boring team in the in the AFC East at the moment. Um, and that's the New England Patriots. They finished the season eight and nine last year. Um, crazy season. And I, I wish I, I should have listened to this uh, last year's podcast before we recorded this one, because I definitely remember us starting things off with like, Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator. Like, let's see how this goes for the team. And and it didn't go well. The offense stunk. The defense was good as always. Um, and and still though, it didn't do too much. So we're taking a look through. They've made some additions to the offense. Bring in Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Bring him back and fold from Alabama. One of the better offensive coordinator gets that you could you could find uh, this past off season. Um, you add a few wide receivers to the mix. You bring in Ezekiel Elliott as a backup to Ramondre or as a, a an offset there. So Scott. You know, to start off with you, when you take a look at this offense and uh, you take a look at the additions made, everything sounds better on paper than last year. Where is your trust level? Where are your expectations for Mac Jones? Take me through this whole offensive outlook for uh, 2023. So I went through the I was just making a new Google Doc today, just doing a little bit. And I saw the one from last year and I put in here in the additions, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. And then in parentheses, I put it's subtraction by addition, like <laughs> from the beginning that there was just no way that was ever going to work. So already feeling way better about the potential of this season. I mean, juggernaut of it. I mean, it might be the best division in football. You can argue the NFC East or the, uh, the 49ers Rams, if they're all right, but like you said, you got to figure top three, top four division in all football. So just it's going to be jump tough. in quick, Scotty boy uh, on that. Um, I totally agree. Like, like it, it's something I just totally forget about with the Patriots, but the fact that they just didn't have an offensive coordinator and this year they do is 
it, it's it's like an invaluable thing it's just hilarious to be like wow they really thought that like these two defensive guys and like only like three really like big coaches on the staff will just like get this done clearly it didn't work out um so yeah definitely just That's... funny i just wanted to throw that in there but but yeah, it's crazy even me i'm that. more in on mac jones this year than i ever have been because they at least have an offense coordinator who can who can coach him up a little bit uh, an alabama former alabama nick saban associate classic Bill, Bill Alabama. With, yeah. so i mean you're just already you just think why like i just for the last year i've been saying it's year two mac jones because last year truly doesn't count you have a rookie that showed okay he looks like he could at least be semi-competent second year let's take the strides and you give him matt patricia and joe judge like just so so shitty of a situation um but so year two mac is what i'm calling it he's if he doesn't do it this year then it kind of we'll have to reassess, but I don't think there's any reason to not at least have somewhat some hope in the situation. Um, that sounds that, real yeah. quick to interject. That sounds a lot like us last year with Zach Wilson, but we'll we'll continue on. Keep going. Were you well? Yeah, <laughs> year two, Zach Wilson. We're, we're holding out hope. We'd figure <laughs> yeah. it out. The uh, the Patriots um they caught. Uh, Bailey Zappi and uh, quarterback Malik wide receiver Cunningham. Malik Cunningham. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw that Mac Jones was the only QB in the room, at least for some time. Yes, um, they're back on – both are back on the practice squad, and they'll oh, both okay. probably right, be right. elevated by Apologies week one. Apologies for but... not knowing that. Yeah, yeah. They, they weird, got cut one move. after the other. Weird move. I, they must have known that they weren't going to pick him up on waivers. Not a single Patriots player that got cut goes picked up on waivers and they didn't pick anyone up on waivers. So like, yeah, they must've known or had a feeling or not worried if they, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't like, I mean, imagine him in a Shanahan offense, I guess we're kind of going off topic, but like, he <laughs> seems like he would fit that. People like, really bought into team. him high. Yeah. Last year. So and his last name is they, sick. Do you think they bring someone else in? Quarterback wise, like backup mm-hmm. outside of Tom Brady. No. Is anyone available even that would be better? I mean, Bailey Zappi is nothing to write home about, but he at least like has played football. Yeah, not better, but I mean, take a shot on. I don't know. Matt Castle, yeah. Brian there Hoyer, might be some guys out there. Colt McCoy's out there. True. They, they cut Trace McSorley. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it it's, doesn't make any sense. Um, for the offense wise, I mean, I was saying this in our group chat the other day. It's like all these fan base are so amped about their wide receivers like, like Garrett Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Diggs, even can acid from the Bills and then Patriots Twitter were like, you know who's looking good this year? Kendrick Bourne. Breakout <laughs> season loading. So that's kind of a bummer with Juju and um we got Gasicki, which is like cool, I guess. And then Zeke who is an upgrade from Damian Harris. So it's he's not like a game changer, but it's at least having that kind of two-headed monster is pretty sweet so that's the offense additions i don't know if we want to talk about the offense more or i kind of go right into the the defensive type of i think i I, I trust the defense i feel like yeah yeah a lot of the questions the defense is uh, the one question i have for you is now we've talked about mac jones already how many games in because we've talked about the additions uh the upgraded offensive coordinator um like you said a, a slight upgrade to the running back room. You bring in Juju, you bring in Gasecki, you get rid of the tight end that wasn't working and Janu, and you kind of starting fresh this year. How many games in until you're like, 
this is like say it's not going well and maybe it's not the receivers but mac is having bad performances how long of a leash will you give him to start off this season if the second options are malik cunningham or bailey's happy it's like he's just got to go the full season because he's obviously yeah. better. Like it's, it's not like, I mean, if we sign Trey Lance, it might be a little bit of a, a different answer, but I mean, I'm hoping Malik Cunningham gets, gets some gimmick plays like throw in the, I mean, it's basically the way you could run the wildcat with the threat to pass and run. I don't yeah. know. There's a reason that he's on the team, like do something with him. I don't know, but I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. But I mean, if they're one in six, It'll be sad the way their the schedule starts out, but if they're one and six and Mac looks terrible, I mean, is Bailey Zappi going to give him the best chance to win, or do you just say let's ride Mac, try to pull him out to save trade value? Like, that's a good question. See what's, what's there? I I yeah, I'd go with the young guys. Then if it's not great, I mean, look, we're still you know. Bill is never a guy that's going to just throw in the towel, but you're sitting there with a very promising draft class at the quarterback position next year. If you imagine Caleb Williams, things go poor for Mac. Caleb Williams is all of a sudden a New England Patriot, and he's sitting there with the likes of Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and and everybody's just like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Great quarterback left, going to the New England. You left one quarterback out in that division. Oh, I yeah, he won't be there in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a real sad situation if Caleb Williams is on the Patriots. And it's yeah, not, to, to not throw my two cents the house. in there, I, I really do think that, like, the Patriots, I personally like, like, I think that all the other teams in the division should be better than the Patriots, but, and they don't have as much offensive talent, but it's like, regardless, Scott has always said my whole life, you know, since I've known him the past eight years or whatever, he's like, they just find a way every year. And, you know, despite the struggles in some of these post Brady years, a few of them, they have still managed to find a way. I mean, even last year, I think you said they were eight and nine. So to me, the Mac Jones conversation, it's like, sure, he might not look great and they might not have a great season, but I also don't really see, like, I don't see this being as a team that doesn't get, you know, six, seven wins at least. You know, I think they have, I also don't think I can see them winning more than eight or nine, but I do think, you know, regardless of kind of talent, whatever, and maybe this is the Jets fan in me that's seen them lose 14 times in a row. Um, they're at least going to be like competitive, you know, even if they're not, let's say they do finish last in this division and the, the talent on these other teams really does win. I still don't see a world where, where the Patriots are, are, you know, one in 15 and, and drafting and, and Mac Jones is like, Oh, should we bench him? I mean, potentially if he, if he really is bad, but I would think he can at least, you know, keep them afloat enough that they would say, Hey, he's better than Zappy. Let's live to, and we'll figure it out this off season. I mean, I do think they're they're going to steal a game or two from from one of the either the Bills, the yeah, I'm with that. The Jets are fans, and honestly, that's what it might come down to. Like, you know, the three powerhouses in the division might you know split. Be, who loses uh, to the Patriots? And then who? Yeah, who's gonna yeah. who's gonna lose to the Patriots? Who's gonna be the one to steal, to get that stolen? The reason they'll be in the games is going to be because of their defense, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, it's incredible. They're, they're ugly. Over it's, the last so two good. decades, it's been, it's, you know, the great pass rush, good corners, solid linebacker play. We know the, the, the big names, you know, you still got Judon back there. You've got great cornerbacks. Yeah. Who are some of the names that I guess this year, as we head into, they, they used the first round pick on Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Take Nasty. me through like, who are the names that we should be kind of worried about over here uh, you it, know, defensively for new England. It's kind of similar as last year, like Adrian Phillips, 
Kyle Duggar. Like Kyle Duggar is just that safety that comes yeah. up and like he reminds me of Jamal Adams. Like when when he was, I don't want to say in his prime, but like you're when not he was the, the Jets fans just because of the no, like, they have. But I do right. see what you mean. To his style saying. of play. I mean, he can he can cover better. Yeah, and he he doesn't fill the run as much. But I mean, he'll still come up and lay out the running back after a three yeah, yard gain from the safety position. Adrian Phillips can fill all the holes. I mean, Jets fans, this one will hurt. Marcus Jones. Um, he's the one that returned that that punt for a touchdown when the Patriots won seven to nothing. He had ten a pick six, ten to three. He had a pick six. He had a punt return, and he had a wide receiver screen to the house. Like just a classic dude that Bill Belichick will will gimmick around. Um, and then I mean Jack Jones. He's also there. He's got the legal situation. He's the one that the one that brought the gun to the airport, which. The NFL does such a good the job move. of just not, can't not releasing that. anything. Yeah, but like you haven't heard anything from it. Like you probably won't hear anything from it. Like you'll probably just die. That's the NFL rules of that. And then has uh, he gotten Sean suspended Wade. or anything, or has it just been completely no, brushed under the it's, rug? It's you can't talk about an ongoing yeah case. Uh, <laughs> like one of those situations that he might like get suspended one game and on like week nine. And I'd be like, it's wild, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Sean Wade is just the last guy. That's just the, from the D backs. He's another one of those um, nickel corners or can play the slot double over the top. Like he'll help out a lot with digs. Um, and then, I mean, Lawrence guy, Dietrich wise, and then um, God, God Chuck or God Chuck, the guy from uh, Jacksonville, that dude's nasty linebacker D end. Um, yeah. You'll just hear all those random names yeah. and say, where did they come from? Right. But they've been a beast for the last three years. They find them. Now, I guess is like a, a final overall question for you, because this is a team that obviously you've enjoyed success for decades now, basically your entire life. And the last few years have kind of been letdowns. You know, you go back to the cam seasons and then the transition over to Mac. It hasn't been what everybody was accustomed to with the AFC title games, the Super Bowls, always being a team that is feared by the entire league. The AFC is very competitive and it's a quarterback league and there are a handful uh, you know, upwards of eight to 10 quarterbacks that I would take over Mac Jones at this point for you, what is a successful season? Um, what, what would you need to see this year to be like, we're headed in the right direction or, you know, I I'm avoiding disappointment, I guess, in new England. It's, it's hard because it's more dependent on what the teams in the division do. Like if the Patriots go eight and nine, I'd say, well, that was a real shitty season. But if, the best team in that division has 11 wins. It's it's kind of like the Patriots finished three wins behind potentially a top three seed in the AFC. It wouldn't be as much of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to put an exact metric on it. I mean, basically, I I mean, I threw a bet on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl because That's you it. have to. <laughs> but, but like, it's not like I expect the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I don't expect them to make the AFC championship game. But like, if they don't make the playoffs and Mac doesn't look good, that would be a clear disappointing season. Really, yeah. the only thing I have, I'll just leave it with this with the Patriots. Bill Belichick's just always, always one step ahead. Like him, Andy Reid, seems like they always have that one step where it's, he was at like the defense was so good for so long. Now, with all of these rules, what's going to change now? He's been running. I mean, Damian Harris and Ramondre, is it going to go back to a, running type of league like i don't know bill belichick just seems to always know kind of what's going on so i'm just putting blind confidence in bill belichick 
this is a take that has worked for you time and time again. Yeah. But this should be the year that that all falls <laughs> apart for you. Yep. Um, I have two questions before we move off the Patriots. Um, my second, I will definitely address what you just said, but my first Mac Jones, like where is your kind of like your current stance on Mac Jones? Like, like, are you thinking about, you know, next year and maybe it's not him. That's the plan. Or in your head, is it kind of just be like, he's at least going to be good enough. He's going to play another year. You know, I'm not really, uh, I, I'm not exactly aware of where he has is at in his contract. Um, but like, where do you stand with that? Like, do you, are you kind of bracing for a new quarterback? Do you hope for a new quarterback to kind of build the ceiling of this team? Or are you kind of just like expecting Mac to be here for more than just this season? I'm expecting him to be here for more of the season, just because it's the Patriot way. Yeah. Like, I don't like, I mean, are they going to sign a big name quarterback? I guess enough of that question. So what? This is his third year on the contract, right? He's yeah. First, so you're you're two Mac contract. though. Okay. So <laughs> right. What, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. So after this year, after this year, they need to make decide a on, on a franchise tag. So what does he need to do for you to say, yeah, we're going to accept a fifth? The year? the fifth year option. Yeah. 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 Like what, what? What would you, in your opinion, what would he have to do? He it, it's going to be an eye test. Like the numbers. I mean. The Dolphins have a good defense. The Bills have a good defense. The Jets have a great defense. I'm not expecting him. I mean, they, they play the Eagles week one. I expect him to sh- go out for 300 yards and three touchdowns and one interception. Like, God, no. Like, that would be sick. Um, but I do it. It's going to be basically, does he look good? Does he going through the progressions? Is he putting the balls in the – like, he had a lot of passes last year where they were good balls, but he's throwing to not great wide receivers that – no, you're not going to have the Stephon Diggs, the Garrett Wilson, those to help you out and be like, make a play for your quarterback. So it's going to be how he looks. I mean, if he looks good and the Patriots aren't great, it's going to be a weird predicament. But if he looks good and the Patriots do well, no reason not to throw the franchise tag on him. I mean, unless there's a quarterback that they like in the draft, I don't think there's going to be any free agent quarterbacks out there. Patriots aren't going to trade for a quarterback. So... Kind if of I had to put my money spot. on it, I would think he plays next season as a Patriot, but they decline the fifth-year option, if I had to guess. Yeah, I, that would make the most sense, but I hope they pick it up because I can that, would it. Mean, that would mean he's Right, he's that would mean well. it was a good season for him this year. Is all all first-round quarterbacks get the fifth year? All first-round first picks, yeah. All yeah. first-round picks. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. What was your second question, Ted? Well, yeah, I just want to tie this back to the Jets. You know, obviously, this is a Jets podcast. I'm sure that all of the it's just crazy being a Jets fan, to be honest with you. Last year was such an exciting year, but we weren't able to put the quarterback position, you know, together. And even though we felt like we had a good team, we still did not beat the Patriots. And we have lost 14 games in a row to the Patriots. We've not won since December of 2015. Um, that really sucks for sure. And I guess I just want to, you know, to wrap us up here on the Patriots, I just want to check in with you. Like this whole off season has been, you know, 100% from my perspective, I assume for everyone, like overloaded with the jets, you know, the, the talking heads are coming out with, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers for MVP, the jets are going to win the super bowl like all these different takes, which, you know, some are deserved, some is people buying into the hype, whatever. 
you got the Bills who have been this dominant force in, in the league for three, four years now and, you know, don't seem to be going anywhere. Um, and you got the Dolphins who were able to be this like prolific offense when they had their starting quarterback last year. It obviously was kind of up and down with injuries, but people are also pretty hyped about the Dolphins. So you're kind of just sitting here as the Patriots fan, as the, you know, team that has ran things for 20 years. And now it's got to just feel like, hey, like everyone is just completely disregarding us, completely ignoring us like how does that make you feel? Do you feel slighted? Do you kind of get it? And you're kind of just like, hopefully we prove them wrong. Like where is your headspace with this whole off season that's been about every team in the division, but yours essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the bills kind of are dead. So yeah, that, <laughs> like that, that, I can't they, wait to talk about them. That's an they, inside joke, but they, uh, they, I mean, they've been they having the same hype for the last three years. So now it's kind of like, I'm, I'm immune to that. Yeah. The dolphins, they're, quarterback is one hit away from eating through a straw the rest of his life don't really like <laughs> concern myself with the dolphins talk respectfully and, <laughs> and the jets have a drug addict quarterback who's 38 39 years old who they might be good for a year or two and then they're going to go back to being the jets i don't really get too worked up about it the patriots you skipped over that get... they might be good for a year or two part that would be a big deal <laughs> i would yeah take that. i would take like, that that's fair. I mean, the Bills are going to be good for a little while. Like, you got to accept that it's not the Patriots of the old. But like, I mean, you look at 2014, 15, 16, 17. Remember when Feats had that rant? Like, everyone counted the Patriots out. Every single news outlet for multiple weeks throughout like a four year span, they're yeah. falling off the cliff. Like, so like them getting who was the quarterback and not, those years I mean, for them? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Is it's not obviously not the same, but it's not. It's not like this is like wow, the Patriots are. They're, they're not getting talked about or like they're getting talked sh- sh- shit talked about like yeah it's the patriots but like again wrap it up with it's bill belichick and also i saw a thing today that they said inside sources that this is belichick's last year and that just every year there's one of those stories it's the stupid mike florio chris i think it was chris sims actually the that's good stupid... former jet or no that might have been his brother <laughs> that, that was, his brother. was his brother that was me yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but again, until Belichick's gone, I'm going to die on the hill of Team Belichick and trust him 100% unless he signs another defensive coordinator as their OC. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. I'm, fair. I'm done talking about them. They're as dead as, yeah, as we want to joke about. Let's go on to the Bills. Uh, the talk of the AFC of the last few years. <laughs> Division winners for a few years in a row now. Um, you know, obviously by the uh, – the trajectory that Josh Allen has gone on into being one of the top quarterbacks in all of football, uh, well-coached team, although it was a, we'll get into the end of last season as well too. in that, that Cincinnati playoff game, there's so many storylines with the Buffalo bills, but Mike to then bring you on, I want to give you 10, 15 minutes to just talk about how important it is that uh, DeMar Hamlin made the 53 men roster. <laughs> I'm so happy you started with this. Tonight, <laughs> I was, I'm, I hate that we started with that. No, 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 no. For, for the record, we are, uh, I, this is actually, I was going to bring this up today to you, Teddy. I, I want to come out as like the first anti-Damar Hamlin podcast. <laughs> I, I want us to embrace that role. We have joked uh, in our group chat for a while now, just about like, look, and, and it's, it is, it is a good story. It's a great story, but we are being 
face fucked with that story for the last eight, nine months now, and we will this entire season. So yeah, it's a joke that, that we just can't stop talking about Damar Hamlin. So I did want to open up the entire show talking about Damar Hamlin, but then also us not talk about it at all because I, I just I don't He was cloned. <laughs> thanks, thanks for Do you have a Damar Hamlin take, Mike? Like please you, tell me do you, you don't do you care at all. <laughs> No, I think people who are saying he shouldn't, he was going to get cut. I think that's ridiculous. I mean, he's a solid player. Yeah, he didn't he, get he, cut last year. I think that was an, an easy right. narrative. People, like I, I was, you know, someone was telling me last night. I was in another a different fantasy draft, and they were telling me that, you know, the only reason he's on the team is because of this whole story. He would have got cut. He would have been playing, you know, in the XFL. So that's right. That's just not true. Like he was on the team before. Yeah, he, he was a starter all year. After you know, Boyer went down. Um, but yeah, that's enough. Of, that's enough. Of that's him. that's enough. Oh, yeah, I, I one, just one thing left, on that, <laughs> and then and then I'll be done. If you really want to go anti Demar Hamlin, just cook up a mixtape of him getting burnt and just post it. <laughs> Dude, so I've been thinking about doing this. I want to do it all season. Great play <laughs> by Demar Hamlin. That would so, be I want to go. I want to go very like, anti Demar. Uh, he, he did the same thing. There's a lot of jokes you can make. I mean, he he had a hit on one of the Patriots receivers when I played last year that made him go. Into really, the, really, the yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, that's a red flag. If yeah, that's that was sketchy. Like, yeah. I'm happy he's alive for sure, but I'm sure. over it. You don't have to keep talking about him. Yeah. Right. NFL, I'm talking to. I guess, <laughs> yeah, I needed to start there. Guys. So, <laughs> I think I think the the there's two big takeaways, at least in my opinion, from the Bills last season. Um, uh, the biggest one is the way that the season ended, you know, Cincinnati came in and really just like pummeled you guys start to finish. Um, and it was one of those like, holy shit, how did, you know, these two teams, it was a really hyped up matchup, two great quarterbacks and Cincinnati came in and was just like, no, we're the better team. We're just going to beat you, hit you in the mouth. And, uh, they, they moved on. Um, it's been a couple years now where there has been that hype train, like Scott has been saying, you know, you know, it's one thing where the Patriots were the hype train and they brought away all these Super Bowls, but you know, the bills have struggled to, to get to a Super Bowl in the last two years now have lost in the divisional round. So, you know, when you take a look at, and the NFL, and that's where it's so easy to over overreact is because the NFL is so hard to maintain consistency. And that's where we look at the Patriots is just like, what the fuck, how did they do this? But for the Bills now, when you take a look at the last few seasons and especially that that final kind of taste in your mouth after the Cincinnati game, where do you stand on, you know, what you think might have been the missing pieces last year? What was missing, you know, not emotionally, you know, people really talk about the emotional factor of the DeMar Hamlin situation, which obviously is a is a big storyline. But just what do you think ended up going wrong for the Bills last season? I think it was a combination of all those things, like. Definitely the Demar Hamlin thing. Definitely, you know, they moved stadiums like three times because of weather or whatnot. Mm-hmm. They were the preseason favorites. Everyone pretty much handed them the Super Bowl. Kind of what's happening with the Jets this year, you know, before the season even starts. And it's it's so hard in any sport to you know play from the front. You know, it's so much easier to be chasing someone. That's why I almost feel better this year. No one's talking about them. You guys are calling them dead. You know, they're not really getting a lot of attention in the media other than, you know, crapping on them for having a bad preseason game or, you know, missing on a pick here or there. So I almost feel more, like, confident because, like, everyone's talking their, their crap, talking their shit, and Josh Allen's just probably sitting in his room licking his lips, just waiting to get out there. and Licking Haley Steinfeld's lips, too. That, too, yeah. Love Haley Steinfeld. 
Um, Mike, I definitely think that's fair. And, and I, um, to explain the Bills' is dead thing, I feel like that started, and, and I feel like it's what a lot of fans feel, is like the Bills were, you know, in the same place as the Jets for a long time, just kind of bottom of the league team, whatever. Then, you know, they get Josh, or I think they made the playoffs before they got Josh Allen, or it was it his rookie year, but... No, here uh, it was the year before. Year yeah, before so they make the playoffs yeah. one year. They get a rookie quarterback. They they and they they've just been continuously on this train, like up, up, and up. And for a long time, for like two, three years, it really did feel like they were like the underdog that's taking the league by storm, you know. And then last year was that year where, um, you yeah, know, yes, last year should have been like the climax, like right, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. like, arc, like that was it. Like everyone set it up for that. And then it was the monster thing happened. It was like, oh my god, like they're gonna overcome this adversity. And then, yeah. you know, it just it just wasn't enough. And obviously, like they, I'm not blaming all that because they also got their asses beat in that game. They yeah. weren't prepared at all, and I think you know injuries got to them. Josh wasn't. I think Josh's elbow probably had a lot more to do with things than. Totally agree. They don't talk like about that as much as I think they should. No, like that. Yeah. Like he he couldn't need a Tommy John. Like pretty sure he tore his UCL, right? I think two weeks ago he he partially tore it. I think two weeks ago he had to take a practice off to get to like to massage it because it was sore or whatever. Which Uh-oh. you know maybe very ner- maybe nervous. No one talked about it. It was just like on the radio or you know just like a Bills reporter tweeted it. Um, but yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it because their offense just broke after that. I, I mean, after that Jets loss, like I think yeah. everything. It was like that time everything kind of went to crap. Yeah, and and. You know, they still did finish with 13 wins. And I, 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 you know, based on what I remember, obviously the Chiefs and the Bengals were also very, very good in the regular season last year. But last year did kind of feel like the Bills were just like very, very good the whole year, you know, and then it didn't work out in the playoff game. But the way I kind of view those teams, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, the past few years, you know, and hopefully the Jets can break into that has been, you know, like you put any of those teams on the field any week and you don't really know what's going to happen like someone's going to win the game obviously they got blown out but my kind of fear with the bills is I think that we have just we have fatigue of like oh the bills are going to be really good the bills are going to be really good and now you know the dolphins are on the come up after getting Tyreek and the Jets have all this news and I think it's really easy to just say like oh the bills haven't really done much they haven't added talent the way these other teams have um but I guess just to like put on my Bills defending pants quick, how old's Josh Allen, right? Like 25, 26. Oh, yeah. 27. Yeah. Like, how many quarterbacks win their first Super Bowl at 29, at 30? You know, at 30, like, how many quarterbacks or go ever. through their peak, you know, when they're older? So I feel like it's so easy to be like, oh, we've been hyping this team up so four years in a row. Like, how have they not done it yet? And sure, there's going to be ebbs and flows. But, like, do I think the Bills are going anywhere? No. You know, and I look at the Jets roster often, and I I sit there and I say to myself, like, how is this not the best roster in the league? But I think, like, then you sit there and you look at the Bills roster, and it's the same, you know? And and even, like, the Patriots defense, you know, I won't say the offense talent, but the Patriots defense, it's like all of these teams and, you know, the Bills as a whole – I really do have a lot of confidence in just like how good they are and how talented they are. So I think I'm hoping they fall off and that's why I say they're dead, but, but I'm definitely kind of with you that this is easily the team to beat and, you know, the quarterback to beat in Josh Allen. 
I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, in the next two years, like you definitely want to hit on some draft picks because I think that's some of the biggest concerns right now is, you know, beans missed on a few of these. They've been chasing after this defensive end position. They've been chasing after this pass catching running back position. And they just, yeah. they've dumped a lot of capital in that. What could have been gone to, you know, offensive line. Offensive line. Huge definitely. Issue right I mean, if you're looking at two positions right now that I'm going to, you know, be really concerned about is, you know, right tackle and middle linebacker. We let Trey go and, you know, there's, there seemed to be a lot of confidence that we had in house, and it just has not panned out the way that they thought it was going to. Um, yeah, thinking thinking about the offense as a whole, there was a a concern at one point in the season. When you look at the numbers, there really wasn't much change at all between Josh's performance, you know, in his 2021 season to 2022. Obviously, the injury messed things up. He missed, um, I think, there was one fewer game that he played, but. Regardless, the team's offensive numbers were not that far off in terms of league ranks, but there was this concern, you know, Dable, every stop he's gone to, when they he moves on to the next, you know, whatever it was, Alabama, Buffalo, now in, you know, the head coach in New York, he's there was incredible. always like this little bit of a setback. You saw what he did in New York with Daniel Jones and literally no wide receivers. One and year. yeah, and and you see not necessarily a step back, but you see like, oh, we have more glaring concerns maybe about the depth of the wide receiver room. You know, maybe that stuff is what you sort of miss out on a little bit. The offensive line doesn't play up to the same standard because all of those things as far as play calling goes, when you have a top play caller in the league, life is easier for just about every player on that field. So when you look at year two for Ken Dorsey in there, and uh, we remember him mostly from that, you know, crazy freak out uh, in the in the booth at the end of that. Was it Carolina game? It was I, I the Dolphins game. Dolphins, Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, like yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, dude, he freaked <laughs> that out. That was the See, best. There were so the many big... players who got hurt that game. I think there's like three ACLs, and he just so so well, now some emotion, he... brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now when you look into year two with him, are do you feel comfortable with him as the offensive coordinator with the relationship between him and Josh? And do you feel comfortable about maybe, you know, they, they bring in uh, Kincaid first round tight end. Um, you still got Gabe Davis there. Diggs is obviously, a, a you know, one of the best in the in the game. James Cook, hopefully there's a lot of expectations there. How do you feel offensively about the pieces around Josh this year in relation also to like trusting Ken Dorsey to keep things going here for this offense? Um, sorry with the pieces. I think the pieces are better. Um, obviously, I think Kincaid's going to have a huge role. Just from what I'm hearing about, you know, camp and stuff, like, I think he's – they're calling him Big Cole Beasley. He's going to be the slot guy that's going to run – That's a sick nickname. And yeah. turn around, you know. Anti-shot. Swole Beasley. Um, you know, so, and Har- I think Hardy's going to be a good asset, too. And I think James Cook is going to be their running back one. I think he's going to – you know, I think they're going to do a – a slot receiver by committee. You have Diggs and Gabe out wide. You know, I, I don't love Gabe Davis, but they're talking up last year on his, his ankle injury, why he dropped balls. But I guess we'll see what happens <laughs> next year. Um, Shakur season. Yeah, not about that. Yeah, yeah. then it's what? Shakir, no, Hardy, and one other guy, right? Well, oh, Trent Shurfield, right? Shurfield, yeah. I think Shurfield's going to be good, but I mean, I don't know. As long as Diggs and Allen are out there, I feel Trent Sherfield. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. This AFC East receivers, they love to rotate through division. Yeah. You look at the Patriots yeah. and Dolphins, they have a billion. Now, I mean, Trent Sherfield on the Bills, that's crazy. Braxton Berrios down in Miami. It's it's all over Dude, the place it's now. It's the really funniest is. thing. I think Isaiah Ford played on the Patriots and Dolphins three times, three separate stints <laughs> with each team. 
I love it. Yeah, it actually is nuts. <laughs> um, um, Scott, now that you jumped in here, do, yeah. do you have you know, like any like crazy opinions about the Bills, or are you, you are you kind of with me that they're just kind of like they're, they're going to be pretty good? Hopefully, they ago. fall off. What I'm like, I'm more with they were dead about ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's just speaking it into existence. I'm yeah, exactly. With, that's where I'm like, at. I'm just hoping that they get worse. I'm more with Mike in terms of like this is the best chance they've had in the last three years because it's finally expectations are tampered. You finally have the Jets that come in here. The whole Aaron Rodgers saga that took a month and a half to develop if it took a week to develop i don't think it would have gotten as much hype there was so much anticipation so much build up that it just led to like it just kind of burst through the ceiling of okay now it's like the jets division i think this is the best time that the bills would have in terms of like expectations in terms of the the team i mean obviously josh allen now is going to be better than josh allen three years ago he's one of the top five easily top three you can make an argument quarterback in the nfl um the only th- really thing i wanted to say was it stinks because i hate to make the tom brady patrick mahomes comparison but like look at the tom brady through the early odds in the teens pay manning got his ben roethlisberger got his like they all got one i mean Peyton manning obviously had two but like don't you dare is patrick mahomes <laughs> Sorry, i thought you about there. to i thought you about to slander that second super bowl uh, i was thinking about it we're gonna move on um but it's like is josh allen due to get through the patrick mahomes that's kind of the tom brady that dominated the nfl for t- two decades straight of yeah. all these phenomenal phenomenal quarterbacks all-time greats that just don't even get mentioned because they had to go through tom brady and the patriots I don't know. Is this the one that Josh Allen gets or does he kind of break out of that mold? And does, I don't know. It's just really cool that the AFC has so many phenomenal quarterbacks that it's it's any year you can make a case for any team. It's just so cool. That's the biggest problem is, is you're going to have in like five or six years, we're going to be saying that about so many great quarterbacks in the league about like, man, how come they haven't gotten theirs? Whether it's still Allen or Lamar or Herbert or Lawrence at some point. Herbert to get a win. Herbert's been more than nine games so it's just it's it's so tough because the the quarterback position is is as rich as it's ever been and there's so many like you said especially in that conference when you've also got that top dog that's Mahomes who's gonna keep getting is because nothing's changing with him there like yeah there might be a year where he's the second best quarterback in the NFL or third but like he's always gonna be that guy that either already has the resume and is still pushing forward to add to it so there's going to be a lot of guys where you're staring there and you're just like man how is how has josh allen not gone to a super bowl he's sitting at 31 32 and you're just like is are we wasting this but it's like no you're just you're in the toughest conference i can remember ever growing up and i'm sure it goes a lot longer uh before uh you know when we were all born so it's it's I mean, a crazy time to play matching up with like mahomes or burrow or lamar and the ravens in the you're not Anthony even in the Richardson. championships. You're not even in the championship. You're in the the division round still. Right, right. Like that's just, yeah. that, you shouldn't have to play Burrow or Mahomes to make it to the championship, AFC it championship. Is, like it that's is very crazy though how quickly things change. Because like last year for the Bills, the biggest concern was like one seed, Chiefs, one seed, Chiefs, one seed, Chiefs, one. That's all they want talked about. Yeah. Now this year it's like I just want to make the playoffs like you got to get out of this division like yeah you can't talk about the chiefs you can't talk about the Bengals until you make the playoffs like these yeah three, and these guys these teams are going to beat the crap out of each other 
What what's a what's a big Bills storyline that we're missing out of before we move on? Like what it you know, we've talked about the players that we all really know. We've talked about the defense. We know Vaughn is gonna miss a few games. You know, the offensive line is hopefully gonna be decent. Um, you know, we know the secondary's got a lot of guys and they've invested a lot in that position. What is one there's just one story, and maybe it's Kincaid, so maybe we've already talked about it, but like what is something that, you know, could be could be that catalyst for the Bills this year to really take them over that edge that we're not expecting. Or at least um, unexpected. One thing I, I think I think would be would be having McDermott call a play on defense. Um mm. he's a much much different style than than Frazier's. So I can see I just think they're gonna be a little more aggressive. Mm. A lot of times like last year, I think there was one one NFL analyst or reporter who who talked about this where a lot of these Frazier defense, you know, they played not to lose. You know, they give you 10 yards, 15 yards. <laughs> there you go. For those watching, um, for those for those maybe watching on the YouTube, Scott has been changing his backgrounds around, and now he's got a Demar Hamlin jersey back there. So yeah, maybe one to watch that's, on that's YouTube. Why we're, if you're that's why we're getting a good laugh in at the moment. That's the storyline. I got you, Mike. Um, yeah, I think, but then you know, so I think his defense can be different. Also, it's just I mean, how is going to handle that? Because you know, a lot of head coaches don't. I mean, they call plays an offense, which I think is a lot different than defense. So. How is he going to be able to pay attention on offense while also calling the plays for his defense? Like, is he going to turn around talking to his guys or focusing on the play? Is that going to have any impact, mm. you know, on game management? I think that'd be one storyline that I think is being overlooked. Um, I don't know. Was he I, an I, offense I, or a defensive coach coming in? Defense. Defense. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. And yeah. Okay. That's, that is that's that is interesting. Tough. I didn't I didn't it's know that. Not having a defensive coach because you're if you're if you hire a good offensive coordinator, he's going to be a head coach next year. So you and then you have to worry about your defensive head coach hiring a defensive OC. Yeah, <laughs> not often. You don't <laughs> run into that too much. I don't think it's a common issue. Recency bias. So I, I well, actually, this will be my last question because we'll we're going to talk about the Dolphins next, finish up with the Jets, and do some final stuff. But when you look at the division this year, who scares you the most out of these three other teams? Yeah, I know. So I'm going to go back on this one. I know I've been talking a lot of crap in our group chat about, you know, being more scared of the Dolphins. But oh, I was you looking motherfucker. At, I'm, look, I'm looking at this. <laughs> no, I, yeah, not to put 180 on you, but I'm, I was putting together, like, you know, our record prediction, prediction say I'm looking at the schedule, and it's just like, I, I, I think the Jets will do better than the Dolphins, and I think that means that I have to be, you know, more scared of them. Yeah. I, I, have, I, have the, I went through all those games, and I have the Bills sweeping the Dolphins. I think they just own the Dolphins, and it's hard to say that after what happened last year against the I mean, Skyler Thompson. Beat us once with Zach Wilson. Like you can't, I I can't sit here and say that. Yeah. You know, we're gonna sweep you after losing one game without. Yeah, you know, I Rodgers. appreciate you saying that for sure. It makes me smile. Um, <laughs> for context, when Dalvin Cook signed with the Jets, Mike. One of Mike's takes was, I'm kind of happy it wasn't the Dolphins because they would have gotten a lot that, better. That, my no, that, that takes still stands. That, that take still stands. I think he yeah, was, I understand I what you mean, but I Dolphins. guess to me it was just very much like, well, if the Jets have a better running game than the one they would have had, that's also probably good for them. And I personally think the Jets are better than the Dolphins. So that's where but don't get wrong, I mean, the Dolphins, you kind of walking that back. A lot of that is just my confidence in Aaron Rodgers over Tua. But I think the Dolphins have a stronger offense. Yeah. They have a stronger defense. I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would let's put talk. the Dolphins. Let, yeah. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. That's not fair. That's I was just saying, like, like, I would say the Dolphins probably have the worst defense in the in the division. Maybe I'm off base there. Um, but I think all four defenses are kind of just like all really good. Oh, great. Yeah. You know, and I I, you know, I'm jaded in thinking that I think the Jets have the best defense in the league. Um, but yeah, I don't remember where I was going, but let's let's talk fins. Let's move talk on to fans. them. Yeah. So, you know, I think uh, this this isn't a, a crazy take. There are a lot of teams like this in the league, but obviously for the Dolphins season, it really does hinge on the play of their quarterback and the availability of their quarterback. Um, you know, Tua, after the the scary season that he had last year, we know that the, the next, every time that we see him take a big hit, we're going to be worried if he's getting up, if he's going to be available for this season. It's not like they have the strongest room behind him. They didn't last year. You know, it's Mike White now, former, you know, Jet great that's going to be in there. And, and you know, in his uh in his stead um if Tua does have to miss any time and to me we the Dolphins have so many things going great for him they have probably a top three offensive play caller in the game as their head coach um they have some of the best they, they have uh, would you guys say it's the best duo of wide receivers in the league at this point right the best duo of the Bengals against yeah yeah yeah, the yeah but you know it, it, their, their skill three, set three their skill you set. You can't argue against it. Right. Yeah, they exactly. could be one. Very Nothing against them being one. So they've got an elite duo there. They've got great defensive players, a strong secondary. Yes, Jalen Ramsey, you know, their big trade this offseason is going to miss significant amount of time this season. Um, but good, good young guys that they've drafted as well, too, defensively. You know, Christian Wilkins, a guy that's, you know, trying to get paid real quick. Jalen Phillips, first he round pick paid, out he? of Miami. Not yet. They're still working on it. Um, they ended up paying Raekwon. No, they paid somebody else. They paid one of their other defensive yeah, linemen. Someone else, yeah. I don't know his name. But, you know, they, they bring in Bradley Chubb. They've yeah. got Javon Holland, who is a freak safety out of Oregon. It's a, it's a very good defense. And also, you know, as far as coordinator changes go, they also had one of the biggest upgrades defensively bringing in, um, and now his name is escaping me, the guy that Vic was in Fangio. Denver head coach. Uh, yeah, Fangio, Vic Fangio. So now he's D.C. for Miami as well, too. And, and wherever he goes, the defense takes a step up. That's just been the name of the game for him. So a big, a big addition to the defense. Um, but to me, where I keep going with this Dolphins team is if you're if you are a team that needs to protect a frail, small quarterback, you need to have one of the best offensive lines in football. And and they just have a bottom third offensive line and, and even their best player, Teron Armstead. You can count on him for about 75 percent of games over the last three, four five seasons. So he's great when he's there, but he also gets banged up. And he's, you know, getting a little bit older. You know, they bring him in. He was the big offensive signing from uh, New Orleans last offseason. Um, and so outside of him, there's a lot of weak points. Austin Jackson out of USC he was a middle round pick. Not that great. Lee, uh, Liam Eichenberg, he was drafted to be a tackle out of Notre Dame. He's now playing left guard. He has really struggled. So, you know, when I look at the Dolphins, there's a lot to love. But if the most important thing is protecting your small, undersized injury prone at this point quarterback they did have not done a good job of that this offseason so I don't know who to bring this in and talk about but like you know uh, anybody have a thought because like we said the schedule is tough if you're in the AFC and then if you're in the AFC East they have to play the Bills defensive line twice the Patriots defensive line twice and the Jets defensive line twice I think we all feel pretty much the same about the Dolphins it can go great if two was out there and healthy, but it could also just be a big mess. So if anybody wants to take this in some sort of direction, that is my kind of broad thought on, on Miami this season. I mean, I think you could see that just 
they know that themselves because you know they're they're going after Dalvin Cook. They're in on they're trying to trade for Josh Jacobs. They're trying to trade for for you know Jonathan Taylor. Like they themselves are trying to insulate Tua by getting you know a strong run game. I know McDaniel's is really good at you know calling run plays with his you know zone scheme. That's the main reason why I said earlier why I think Dalvin Cook would have been scary on the Dolphins because if he would have got the touches. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger boost to their running back room. Yeah, yeah. and it is to the yeah. Jets to get him. Yeah, I think that's fair. I uh, I think the Dolphins are such an odd team because, like, it, you know, even after Tua's like, like when Tua was on the field last year, they looked awesome and they scored like a hundred points and like had all these crazy games. Um, but like despite all that, you know, I still just like don't really have a ton of faith in Tua. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people agree. And I think, you know, the eye test, you know, a lot of times it is unfair. Like he does have decent deep balls and whatever. But I also think a lot of times he underthrows Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and they just make plays. So it's like this weird dynamic of like, I don't believe in Tua, but I didn't believe in Tua last year. And he was really good every time he touched the field. So maybe it's just like Mike McDaniels is that good. Um, it's one of those weird. I think he's always going to have that over his shoulder throughout yeah. his career. I mean, he could do well this year, not get hurt, and I think at the end of the year, people are still going to be saying, you know, he's a system quarterback. He just runs like the Daniels system. Whereas you look at, you know, keeping the division, Josh or Aaron, like they right. get the ball the the game. You're scared of them. You're not scared of Mike Daniels. You're scared of Aaron Rodgers. You're scared of Josh to come down there and you know win the game. Whereas, you know, Dolphins had the ball final drive. I, I'm thinking that's more of a Mike McDaniel calling the plays than Tua winning the game. Right. I don't know if that's a wrong assumption to have, but that's just the way I feel when I'm, you know, watching those games. I don't know. If I you mean, guys you, you can look at it at the last game that the Dolphins had last year, when it's either a, a slight to the Bills or a plus for Mike McDaniel's and a slight for Tua. Skylar Thompson almost brought the Dolphins back to beat the Bills in the playoffs. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Those yeah. words coming out of yeah, my mouth. Is, like, is it uh, like maybe? I mean, you could see the Bills were kind of years, on the I'm decline. Like, time obviously time. on the, de- I can't even imagine slowly on the decline because you saw what happened the following week. So, like, maybe it's just like freak type of incident. Maybe they got a lead on the Dolphins, got complacent. Maybe it's just Mike McDaniel's. Like, if two is in that game, do the Dolphins win? Do they even get behind in the game? Like, objectively, yeah, Tua is better than point. Skylar Thompson. But, um, I mean, from what I've seen with Tua – sorry, I just one more thing. Like no, AP, I mean, AP is a Tua stand. So, I always see things that he sends. And, like, I am kind of on Team Tua. Like, I mean, how many times have you seen that national championship throw? That was a 45-yard frozen rope. Like, that just doesn't leave your arsenal. You know what I mean? Like, he's shown That's he can one. do it. Just the one throw? Yeah, that's all you need to see. Five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It won them the the national championship. I have a new thing. Actually, it's been a thing, I think, ever ever since I I, – because I've been on the anti-Tua train forever. And and he – like you said, I give him all the credit when he's on the field and he's got that offensive system, things went great. When he didn't have that offensive system, things were not great. College football, to me, still has a little bit to it of – Kind of like in the heyday of college basketball where it was like, you're bringing in guys that are going to be best fit for you now. Now college basketball is like, let's get a, just a team full of guys that are going to be first round picks and we'll see if it works out. You know, we're just going to get you to the pros. 
college football to me is still like what is working best in college at the moment. And when you don't have, you know, or when you have Alabama and you are bringing in the biggest offensive line every year and you know that you're not, you know, the quarterbacks are protected a little bit more in that, uh, at that level of football. I think that like, you know, we talk about Tua, I, I look at it the same way with Bryce Young. They are unbelievably talented when it comes to their arm and their brain, but I don't know if bodies like that are going to be able to hold up in the NFL. So like I'm anti Tua I'm kind of anti Bryce just because I don't see I don't see how in this league things are going to be able to hold up like that when you've got 300 pound motherfuckers coming down every single week. It's not just when you play Georgia. It's going to be every single week. You've got the best of the best, the biggest guys coming to take you down. So, you know, I I his talent is unquestionable. His arm talent is amazing. I just I don't know. I think we're going to hit a point where it's like those quarterbacks are great for college football, but it doesn't necessarily translate to the pros anymore. So easy for Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, Mechie, all those dudes just to yeah. get wide open and like I mean it is so different, but I um I mean that that throw was sick. Yeah, it's just really hard for me still. I mean, I just it, it, it's like I I will not believe in Tua with the best of them, you know. But like you look at what happened last year and it did work out. So if the one thing you're gonna point to is health, to me that's kind of like well, assuming he's healthy, then he's someone to worry about, you know, which. I don't really know where to land there. Jets Twitter has gotten to the point or maybe not the point, but, but a very common thing on Jets Twitter that they refer to Tua as Hawaiian Jared Goff, which I think is really, <laughs> I think that's a good one. I love <laughs> so I that. I'm start so using team that Jared Goff too. Yeah. But like, yeah. But like Jared Goff is bigger. Like to me, it's not even like a health thing because some guys can just be injury prone. But like when you are that small and when Bryce Young is that small, like, it's not even an injury history. It's just like, you are not going to be able to take hits that well. Josh Allen can run over motherfuckers. Anthony Richardson can run over motherfuckers. If you know, even a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's now 38, I trust him to hold up over the course of a season more than I do Tua, just because he's got a taller, bigger frame. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think he has a ton of talent. If you put him in Justin Herbert's body, He's fucking, you know, going to be one of the best quarterbacks year after year that we see in this league right now with like a Lawrence, a Burrow. Like all these guys have the same thing in common. They're, you know, 6'3", 6'4", 225, 230 pounds because they can take the the pain of a 17-game a schedule and then move that into the postseason. So can we just I, can we just imagine for a second if they actually took Justin Herbert instead of – yeah. Dude, <laughs> Blake was on that. That was Blake's thing. Oh, I, I said I, I just it was going to be I one mean, of the biggest mistakes, and they did it. And that was it, like, big it take could still work year. out. It could still That'd work out. Crazy. Like, That'd be crazy. This division, this division would be crazy right now. Yeah. And Herbert's got a cannon for for Waddle his and Tyree. Incredible. Fuck. Fuck. That'd be, That'd be unbelievable. Did you guys know Bo Nix is still playing college football? Yeah, yeah what? dude, first round pick this year. First round pick. He'll be a first round pick. This year. That's absurd. He he's going me out of he fucked me out of game like six years ago, dude. And he's still dude, playing. He's outrageous. He's outrageous. gonna be like he won't be a top ten pick, but he'll be like teens twenties this year. He's at Oregon now, and last season he was great. This season he's gonna be good. I'm yeah, about to it, it was Bo, Bo it was Auburn versus Oregon. Bo Nix yeah, versus Justin Herbert when he fucked yeah, he me in the first quarter. I that's so that. long ago god that was miserable that's, that's when crazy. i was out on herbert and bo nicks because they both yeah. just knocked me he's only yeah. 23 holy shit <laughs> wow 
Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I I do think it comes down to Tua. It comes down to to yeah. I, obviously, their heart and soul of the team is Tyreek and Waddle. I mean, they're two of the best receivers in the league. So I, I think everything kind of does run through them. And you know, then you have Mike McDaniel's running game, like to complement that. Where when you have those guys opening it up, and you have his scheme, it doesn't really seem like you need the best running backs. You know, like Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are just awesome every year which is like, how do they keep doing that? Um, but I guess at the end of the day, I do trust the other teams in this division to play like good defense against the Dolphins. Um, and I'm still skeptical of Tua, despite everything. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to correct myself on, I said uh, Liam Eichenberg was going to be their starting left guard. It looks like he lost the position battle to another AFC guy, Isaiah Wynn. So he'll be out there, Scott. There he is. <laughs> These guys love switching teams. Yeah. Um, God, offensive lines are one of the hardest things because they're never going to stay healthy. Like, it's just crazy having a good offensive line is like, sounds stupid, but like the cheat code to be successful. My, my, all we need is our offensive line to be healthy. Yeah. My thing has always been like, just have an average offensive line. Like, like, you know, maybe you need the the top five, top 10 to like win the Super Bowl, But like, if you want to just be a good team, have an average offensive line. The second you start getting like into like the bottom third of the, of the league, it's like your quarterback just has no chance every single And he's going to get hurt. Like he doesn't have time yeah. and he's going to get hurt. Like you give your quarterback an extra second, second and a half. Yeah. It's crazy. I think after finishing this conversation, I've realized that uh, the Patriots conversation was more interesting than the Dolphins. The Dolphins are kind of boring. Boring, it's, but I think it's because it's, it's, it's there's one storyline. Yeah, it's one player. Yeah. It's one player. No. It, that, it's a make or break on like, is Tua, you know, not sipping his, his meals out of a straw, Scott, so nicely put <laughs> earlier in the pod. It's so yeah. funny to say that to Dolphins fans. <laughs> what are you saying if Matt Jones is there? If he's their quarter, if he's to into his place, he's probably same, right? He's no, I I downgrade them. I don't know. I I downgrade them. Mac a Jones little? has never thrown for six touchdowns in a game. You know, like Mac Jones has never like showed me that he off can that. go out and lead. And sure, he didn't have those players, but like I definitely have more. Co- I'm gonna give two of the nod there. Personally. I mean, that's you cool. have Waddle and Tyreek versus Kendrick. Bourne. Right. No. Yeah, that's fair. Juju yeah. Schuster. He didn't even have Nikhil Harry. Year. Nikhil Harry. All right, let's move on. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about the bells of the ball. The guys that are getting their dick sucked so much this year. I can't wait to 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 have this conversation. The New York Jets finish off here. Teddy, we talk. Do you, is there a place you want to start with this? Because yeah, we talk I, about the Jets I, every week. But you if you don't have me. anything, I would like to say go right ahead. A little do it. Um, because I guess like this has been a really interesting off season because like you just said, I mean, and like everyone knows, like the jets have been getting all the attention. There's all this hype around them. Um, and for me personally, like, like, you know, I have years of being beaten down and, and I can't tell you how many off seasons I've had real true expectations for the jets. And then they go in and just completely blow it year after year. Um, I do definitely think this year is different with Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not counting out the Patriots to at least, you know, be frisky. And then I still think the Dolphins can do something and could potentially be, you know, just as good or better than the Jets record-wise if it breaks that way. And then I think the Bills are still, you know, you have to give them that respect the team to beat. With that said, you know, it is very hard for me to, like, 
look at how well our defense played last year. And truly, I do believe that the Jets defense with Sauce Gardner and the D-line that we put together is, you know, top three and not one, not two or three. Um, When I look at last year's games against the division for the Jets, you know, we let up over 20 points once and it was or maybe, you know, it might have only ever been 20 points. I did have it up, but I don't at the moment. Um, But. Our defense was really, I mean, even the, yeah, I think we let up 22 to New England. And that was the most that was scored against the Jets in any divisional game. Um, and Matt Patricia, buddy. How you I feel expect that? this Jets defense to not take any steps back to be, you know, that team defensively. And I expect the offense to at least be better than what they were last year. Um, you know, and you look like, like, the Bills scored 20 and 17 against the Jets. The Patriots scored 22 and 10 against the Jets. The Dolphins, without um, Tua, to be fair, in both games, scored 17 and 11 against the Jets. So despite my, like, respect and, you know, I don't want to, like, get too hyped too quickly with the Jets, I I don't really like, like, I don't look at the Bills offense and say like, I'm worried that they're going to hang up a 40 burger on the Jets. I don't look at the Dolphins like that because I don't really think teams are going to do that to this Jets defense. And and that kind of does put me in the headspace of like, it really does to me feel like this Jets team is the team to beat. Um, Obviously, I don't want to take anything against from the Bills, but like, it's hard for me to not have that excitement when I look at how we were able to perform last year with a a bad offense. And I expect that to um, improve. So I, I don't really know where to go from there, but that's kind of like my overall thoughts is like, I don't want to jump the gun. And we talk about this jets team every week, but it's like, I truly do have a lot of belief in them. So I, I would like to hear where both of you guys stand and kind of from an outsider's perspective, like, do you kind of see this as like, hey, they'll probably be okay, but more wild card, more right on the playoff bubble? Are you scared that they're going to kind of really take this division? Like, we can start with Scott because he's bigger on my screen here. But uh, what has your thought of the Jets been this offseason? Where do you see them fitting in with your Patriots and the Dolphins and Bills? You know, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's really hard just because, like, I mean, you look at that last game. I mean, I'm assuming you watched that Patriots Jets game that ended on that Marcus Jones punt return for touchdown. Like, that's like I wanted to claw my eyes out. Like just terrible, terrible football. And now I'm sitting here like, okay, how do the Patriots get better? Well, we got Bill O'Brien. Sick. How do the Jets get better? Oh, they got Aaron Rodgers. Like you look yeah. at that, and it's like you play that game again. Everything's staying the same, and you just swap out Aaron Rodgers. It's not even not even a contest. And I'll just sound like a broken record. It's like I'm just. All I have to go on is what's happened in the past. Variables have changed throughout the last 10 years. Last or What year was it the last time the Jets beat the Pats? 2015. Eight years. Almost, te- almost, te- almost a decade <laughs> of not beating the Patriots, which is absolutely banana land. And it's like, yeah. it's got to come to an end eventually. And it's like, is it going to happen this year? Most likely. Do I still have that glimmer of hope that it's like, the Jets are the Jets. It's like the Mets. Like the saying is, it's as Metsy as it gets. You. Like, yeah. No matter what, like you get Steve Cohen and you get the two top Verlander and Scherzer, and you have to tank and sell before the trade deadline. Like, of course, it happens to the Mets. And the Jets are just in the same territory. 
you look at Yankees, Giants fans, you look at Jets, Mets fans, like just the sewer rats, the disgusting loser fans of the city. Like, listen, that's listen, just listen. Not wrong. He's not wrong, dude. And this is, this is funny because Scott and I had the same conversation. Scott and I had the same conversation last week just sitting down. I was like, all right, I know we joke a lot, but like, what are your thoughts on the Jets? And it's like, look, man, until they – it's kind of like what you're saying with Bill Belichick. It's like until they do it, like I'd still just like – I'm still going to put it out there that, that they're the Jets and they'll find a way to fuck it up. Like that was – this is the same thing we talked about last week where it's like – and we've talked about this a lot, Teddy. There is that scary thought, that very, very scary thought in the back of your head because nobody gets yeah. – nobody. they're getting a lot of love. I know they get some hate and they get shit on a little bit. They're getting a lot of love now. And so there is that thought in the back of your head that's like, what if we are just like really setting expectations too high here and something goes wrong? And we have to, we'll talk about when we keep this conversation going, what could possibly go wrong. I didn't want to stop Mike because I want to hear his thoughts as well too. But I do believe that there is, like you were saying, Scott, there is that thought in the back of your head that's like, could just be the goddamn Jets. It's like what that KFC segment ever was like, the goddamn Jets. But I do have one more thing, like as much as like that whole rant I went on, realistically like if i was a jets fan i'd be fucking pumped like i understand and the hype like to sit here and say well they're the jets they're gonna stink like it it would be stupid to say that because they have aaron Rodgers, who is a phenomenal quarterback the throws aaron Rodgers make that pure arm talent i mean yeah Mahomes and herbert and him like he's got to be top five in terms of just pure arm talent alone so it is nerve-wracking in terms of well fuck like i mean how many times have you seen aaron Rodgers? roll left, turn around and throw it 60 yards down the sideline, hit someone in the end zone. Like it's, it's incredible. He's so good. So I am nervous, but I'm also not nervous. That's <laughs> yeah. Just to, 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 to <laughs> put that on a quote board <laughs> before we jump to Mike, I, I, that is like what frustrates me the most. And I'm sure other jets fans is like to hear people say like, Oh, it's just the same old jets. It, it's one of those things where it's like, this year is most certainly different. It's never been like this. So it's kind of unfair to say that. But with that being said, you've been able to say that basically every year, you know, take out 2011 or 2010 and 2009. And you've been able to be right with that take, you know? So it's one of those things where like, I really do believe that that won't be the case, but obviously the fear is still there until it, until it goes and happens. Um, Mike, where do you fit in on all that? Like, it, it, is uh, it similar? I'm going to be way more optimistic on this. I, they are definitely Super Bowl contenders. I mean, any team that you put Aaron Rodgers on, I think they're Super Bowl. It's hard not. I mean, it's yeah. hard not to. I don't. I don't see how you could sit here and say not. You know, he he's found ways to get worse teams to the playoffs, let alone you know to the Super Bowl. So, I think they're there. I, I just think the biggest question is, you know, he's 38 years old, and he questioned if he even wanted to be playing football still. And your offensive line isn't great. You know, it's okay when it's behind, you know, Josh Allen behind there, you can get get out of there. But did did Brady kind of like set the bar too high for these older quarterbacks? I mean, we've seen Brady, we've seen Man- Manning. Manning couldn't throw the ball, what, 20 yards at the end? Yeah. Chill, chill. Yeah. I, so, I mean, it's a fair. My, I, I, I think my biggest concern is like, you yeah. know, we're just assuming that you're getting Aaron Rodgers back. He didn't really have a great year last year either. Um, and everyone blames the thumb, which, you know, that's a fair point. You throw the ball with your thumb. Um, right. But I think that's my biggest question. They're definitely Super Bowl contenders. It's just, you got to see what's going to play out because 
you know, you could be, you could be the first year that Brady was on the Bucks, or you could be the second year, and those are much different outcomes. Peyton Manning went 13 for 23 in that Super Bowl. <laughs> that's yeah. That's let's back on that a little. Yeah, we other old guys. Fine. You do see the decline in talent. <laughs> you see the arm throw. You know, which I don't think is happening with with the with Aaron Rodgers yet, at least. Um, but I do definitely think, as a Bills fan, you definitely like you understand you will understand what I'm about to say in that like the NFL is so results oriented, you know, and I think sometimes to a fault, like I think you can watch, you know, take the example of, of, of the bills Cardinals game, you know, two years ago where the Cardinals win on a hail Mary at the end of the game, you know, like if that doesn't happen, then every narrative that week is going to be, Oh, the bills did this, this, and this right to get the win, you know, to get out with a W and then that one play happens and it changes the narrative of, okay, here are all the things that the Bills did poorly um, that, you know, this is why they lost the game. And I think like you, you talk about playoffs and, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm hedging here because at the end of the day, winning is what matters in the league, but it's also any given Sunday, like the Bills played the Bengals and kind of got blown out. And if they played the Bengals again, they might win, you know? So just because the Jets are Super Bowl contenders, obviously it does not mean that they are going to um, to get there and, and to actually win it and get it done. But it sounded like a, sounded like a hedge to me. No, I just mean <laughs> in general for any Super Bowl contender, really. Um, but it, it does, you know, I'm I'm settled to hear that you guys are at least somewhat optimistic about this Jets team, and you're not fully like they're just gonna stink. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think the offensive line and the way he he moves is my big. I mean, that's the biggest thing that would take me from saying I'm more scared of the Dolphins to um, yeah. Those two guys, I feel more comfortable right now believing in Aaron Rodgers than I do Tua. But the second you know he starts, you know, if that offensive line breaks down and he's just you know diving down back there, just checking it down, you know, the Dolphins look a lot more scarier. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy when the Patriots just somehow come out like in the first wild card or second wild card. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there is, and this is a big conversation, Teddy, that we haven't gotten to discuss as well, too. But there is, compared to two weeks ago, a lot more comfort with the offensive line. Now we are judging that off of just guys being available in preseason games, but it does seem to be heading in the right direction. But if you were to pick a part, like what could potentially go wrong here for the Jets that would hurt, you would pick the offensive line and being able to support an older quarterback. And then the other one would be just like head coaching decisions. There are times where where Robert Sala has made, you know, dumb decisions as a coach. And so you can worry about those few things. But outside of that, I mean, this, corner, though, he makes really good decisions, doesn't dude, he? Dude, you, we, I am so... I, as much of a fan as I am of like certain players in here, I think I have, I, I might be the biggest Nathaniel Hackett fan out there. I really <laughs> might. I talked about this You're in putting January. That on podcast? In, dude, dude, I've been, I've been boy. putting on the podcast for This is his ever. boy. He At least brought, he knows what to call the timeout. Blake Bortles to an AFC title game. He goes to Green Bay and him and Aaron Rodgers rip off two MVP seasons when Aaron Rodgers was supposedly on his decline the year before. The only reason he didn't work out in Denver is because of that rat fuck Russell Wilson. And now he's back with his boys ready to win a title. <laughs> and, I, am, and... I am the biggest Nathaniel Hackett fan in the world. I, I gotta, I gotta try and we, make that. We did. I, I, 
I asked Mike oh, and Scott ugh. before we started if if they had been watching Hard Knocks, and they both said no. And I know I've said this a few weeks ago, but but He's really, like, it, once you start to get a feel for who Nathaniel Hackett is and his personality, like, it does not surprise me at all that um, he wasn't a good head coach. And and I think it's him. And, it's, it's him and him and Russ. They're just they are the polar opposite people. So that's why I think it. Did yeah. And even out. yeah, I think that and I think, I think Russ is a general, weirdo. It's easier to get buy in as like a weird dude who's like grabbing dudes butts and like poking people and, and whatever. Like it's easier to get by. And if you're not the head coach, like if one player is like, Oh, that's weird. Loser, like, that's I don't how, but that. also, but also how it fucking is. weird is it to be the guy that is on the plane over to London doing fucking his pregame routine. We don't talk this enough about how Russell Wilson Russ is a freak at all. He's a freak dude. Dane, or what uh what's his whole saying dangerous dangerous like what what are we doing like they're both dude, they can both be weird but the i'd rather be the, the funny weird than the cringy weird like russ fuck russell wilson dude he, he's <laughs> tampered my boys wait name. wait wait mr unlimited yeah like what are we doing <laughs> That's really awesome. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Clip that. Clip that. Yo, producers, clip that. And then the uh, the chatty podcast has to be the boys talk about Demar Hamlin and Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, a two-hour discussion. Demar Hamlin and Nathaniel Hackett. (laughs) When we're talking about things that could go wrong for the Jets, you know, like, and Mike brings up like the offensive line could not be good. The quarterback could take a step back from what he's been. I do think like regard like me and Blake have been sitting here talking about Nathaniel Hackett for months, right? And and we both are at this point where we believe in him and we kind of throw out last year and look to the the two years with the um Packers with Aaron Rodgers and we say that's the guy I want to believe we're getting. But when you do take that step back and you look at like, okay, what are the overall narratives of this team? I do think that like Nathaniel Hackett being a successful offensive coordinator is very important and is going to be a key piece in all of this. And I think that goes hand in hand with like, I don't know this for sure, but I assume Matt LaFleur called the plays in Green Bay, correct? So like those years. What happened was Matt LaFleur was in control in between the 20s. And then I think Nathaniel Hackett and Rodgers were basically doing everything red zone to end zone. And by red zone, you mean gold zone. My gold zone. That's right. That. That's right. Gold zone. <laughs> but I, I, so that's a, so that's a positive. That's awesome for sure. I was just going to say, like, I think maybe that's something to worry about is, you know, the play, play calling. calling with him. Cause I do think like you have him and Rogers, they have a connection. He's going to trust Rogers. They're going to kind of run the right plays at least, but I, I think correction. it will come down to like correction. how he's it Rogers. goes in the games. What do you he's got? Rogers. He's Rogers. Bitch. That's yeah. 100%. I 100%. I do. I mean, I yes, if you want to defend that, Blake, but I, I think that's fair. I think that Rodgers is more so telling them what to do. I mean, you look at the Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, like how many times was Tom Brady just freaking out on him on the sidelines? Yeah, but I think that's a uh, plus. Even, you look at the Bucks. the Bucks were better when they did what Brady When they switched, was. thank you. No, yes, yeah, they, yeah, no, yeah I'm on Rodgers' side on this. Like, yeah. when you have, like, he knows more than most OCs, Rodgers brady he's a 20-year vet yeah yeah he's he's seen he knows what you're doing before you like he's been playing football longer than robert sala has been coaching you know like yeah yeah why would you not just give him the keys yeah let him throw everything to garrett wilson 
He's going to. He's he's going so to. Good. You he's saw it on so that preseason drive. It is literally just going to be like bubble screen, bubble screen, slant. Like he's just going to. It's going to be the Devontae Adams. Wait. Those two seasons that the the Rodgers MVP years with Devontae Adams, they are doing that with Garrett Wilson. That's, that's you see Roger that's what the you, offense is. You see Adams go across the motion. And it's like, oh, he's going to hit him on that out route right there. Everyone in the world knows what he's doing, and it's they just still works. just it is just auto. It's truly incredible. Like It's so awesome you brought up that play specifically because a few weeks ago we were talking about it and we brought up that play specifically. That, like, yeah, that, that is the play. iconic, like, you're on the two-yard line. Every single person in the world knows you're going to throw it to Devontae Adams and somehow he still gets open and you score a touchdown. Like it, it, It's like he gets six touchdowns a year just by doing that. Yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Anything else with the Jets? We talk about the Jets so much. I know no, we, no, yeah. I just week... wanted to, I guess, talk about them in comparison to these other teams. Yeah. Um, but, re- I mean, like I said, I, I, I really think all these teams' defenses are top tier, and it's just going to come down to, like, I mean, who can score more points, right? That's what it's all about in the NFL. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> dog fight. All right. So, we also talked about doing some record predictions slash, you know, AFC East rankings or, you know, what, how the seedings, I guess. We can also, if anybody has a a future on any of these teams or is something, and that's Scott's Super Bowl one. I don't, we don't, we don't need to talk that, but like, I guess talk we about can. Value. I guess we can. That is that is great value. It's like six thousand um, or sixty thousand, something stupid. Yeah, yeah. So maybe just be like, you know, standings, playoffs, yes or no, records if you have them. If anybody wants to start off, just you know, sound the alarm I'll, and get going. I'll start off because mine's kind of bullshit. I didn't look at records. I didn't look at records until about 10 minutes before we started. And I have the Pats going 12 and 5 off the first oh class. <laughs> uh, I have them beating Philly, then the Dolphins, then the Jets, then Dallas, then New Orleans, then Las Vegas. They're starting out 6 and 0. That's just going to happen. Um, then they'll lose to the, like, they'll lose to the Bills, lose to Miami. I don't have to keep going. But what did you have them with the Jets? Did the, did you split with the Jets or did you go Yeah, sleep? they lost the, – the Pats lost week, a crucial week 18 game for playoffs. Oh, season. no. So they're – yeah, yeah. So, Let's um, go Jets. That's a, that's a bummer. The, the Bills swept the Pats, which is going to be annoying. Um, but Three years Pats, in a row now, by the way, but, if, if that but, happens. I know. It's close Looking to eight up. almost. <laughs> yeah. Damn. We're, like, we're this, five years away from these the, Jets. <laughs> but I had them – Losing the the five losses are the Jets, the Bills twice, the Dolphins, and Kansas City. Other than that, they're going to win out. Um, the Bills. I just looked at their schedule. There's no reason they don't start eight and zero. Like if they don't, then maybe seven one at the worst. Maybe they'll lose to the Jets or the Finns. Other than that, the Bills don't have a loss in the first eight weeks. Um, and that's as far as I got into looking at other teams' schedules. So nice. So let's Sorry. just throw I that just, out. That's why I went first. The, Bills yeah. the Patriots aren't going to win 12 games. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Mike, what do you got? What do you got? I know you you did, you did <laughs> no, records. You did schedule. How, top, how, how are you going to top that? Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I got it pretty tight. So I got the Bills winning the division with 12 and 5. 5 and 1 in division. Making, making the offs. Jeff's coming in second. 11 and 6. 4 and 2 in division. Making the offs. Fans eleven and six, but they lose on a tiebreaker to, to the Jets. Damn. Three and three in division, missing the playoffs, and then the Pats down there at eight and nine, also missing the playoffs. One and five in the division, they still won. They still won against the Fins. And that's what that's you, the that's the tiebreaker right there. 
you're going to be regretting it when Bill Belichick hears this. Yeah. <laughs> this is bullets and board material. I know he, we know he listens to this. He's going to be man. clipping that for sure. At the very least, at the very least, Steve Belichick's making weird mouth things when he's listening to it. That's good. Uh, Theodore, what'd you come up with? Yeah, real quick, I, real quick, Mike, I, 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 there's a lot in there that I, I am very, uh, I, we had a few actually that we are dead on agreement with. So, Teddy, you go, and then I'll I'll finish up here. Yep, I uh, I I'm similar to Mike, uh, except you know I gave the nod to the Jets, less of a nod to the Bills. Um, I really am confident in this Jets team, and you said to throw in any bets. To me, like the over nine and a half win total for the Jets was set like right when the Rodgers deal happened, and. <laughs> like I think it was kind of like a mental hedge for everyone to kind of be like well maybe let's not buy in too hard to the Jets but like like if the Bills win total was nine and a half who's not taking that like I don't I really I struggled to see a world where this Jets team doesn't get 10 11 12 wins um so I have the Jets first 12 and 5 Bills right there at 11 and 6 I have the Dolphins at 8 and 9 I don't know I'm a Dolphins hater I I I just think they're going to stink. I think last year the floor will fall under them, but we'll see. I could eat dirt, eat dirt there. Um, and then I got the Pats at seven and 10. I just really struggled to see that many wins coming um, for them with the division they're in. You know, hopefully the Jets can sweep them to get this ball rolling in, in, uh, in the other way when it comes to records. Um, but I just don't really have a ton of faith in them. So that's where I land and I hammer Jets over nine and a half wins. I think that's a great bet. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a, a lot with so I can't stop laughing at Scott's background now. You guys need to get on the this is good. I hope this does yeah, you got wonders. any personal information on there, brother? Be careful, I, I, man. I hope that this does wonders for our YouTube page here because that would be fantastic. Shameless plug right here. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get people to the YouTube. Get to the YouTube. So uh, Teddy, Mike, and I are all in agreement on the playoff teams. Uh, I likewise with Teddy, I have the Jets winning the division at all right, 12 get and off 5. the YouTube. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I have the I have the Jets winning the division at 12 and five. Uh, I got the Bills at 11 and six. Um, both went four and two in the division. If you guys haven't ever played around with uh, haven't ever played around with PlayoffPredictors.com, it's so fun because you can actually just like be like, yeah, I'm gonna pick through everybody's schedule. It takes a little bit of time, but it gives there you goes six fun hours stuff. of my day. Oh, it's so it's great. I think I might have texted you guys when I did it a few weeks ago, but yeah. So yeah. Jets, Jets, twelve and five. They got him a two seed. Bills, eleven and six, was somehow a, a seven seed. But yeah, that makes sense. Every other, I mean, the AFC. Yeah, there were there's loaded. There were two eleven and six seeds that didn't make uh the playoffs in this the way that this all went out. Um, and then I have the Dolphins and the Patriots both at eight and nine. So Teddy, I'm with you. I think if we're getting, if I'm just basing it off of, and I'm and I'm assuming that we get seventy five percent of a season out of Teron Armstead and Tua, that to me is a below five hundred team because that's two of their most important players there. So both of those teams missing the playoffs. Likewise with you, Mike. I had the Patriots one and five in the division. Dolphins I had splitting three and three. Um, I also I'm gonna just we're we're gonna do a, a whole seasons pod next week, Teddy. But I. Uh, I'm, I'm sipping on the Kool-Aid. I made, um, when I filled this out, you could go through the playoffs as well, too. I think the Jets are winning the Super Bowl this year. I am following the pattern of Brady going to Tampa for a better situation and an offense that better fit him. And then the Rams did it with Matthew Stafford. And I believe Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Matthew Stafford. He'll have about the same talent of an offensive line. Hopefully the play calling is just more fit into 
what he wants because I'd still say that Sean McVay is better. And the defense, this is my last note, is that, Teddy, the defense, I, I don't even believe it's I, – I think it's crazier to say that the defense would take a step back more so than take a step forward because the biggest thing to me that they were lacking last year was an edge presence and the emergence of these young guys on the outside and hopefully Lawson second year back from a major injury – um, I think this, the defense is going to be better than it was last season. Um, you know, obviously you can't count on guys, you know, everybody playing at the same level, but if you're getting an upgraded edge, I think that was the one glaring hole for them last year. So I'm all aboard. I'm sipping the Kool-Aid. I, oh, I think, yeah. I think that got Jets me are, up. Let's I got a, go. I got a Jets 49ers Super Bowl there. So got some, some fun stuff. Fuck so. the 49ers, dude. Everyone always sucks their dick. I also Rock I just love the storyline too, because he he was supposed to be drafted by the 49ers. He was the California kid, and they passed on him for Alex Smith, and the rest is history. So I'm a big yeah. love my storylines always. Um, yeah, Mr. Mr. Graham over there. One more thing, um, very uncharacteristic like of the Patriots, rookie kicker and rookie punter this year could be what to watch for. Wow, Damn. that is probably going to change every that that 12 and five now seems a lot more realistic. Yeah, maybe I should switch my. And What's actually, I shoot, I got to look. The thing about Bill Belichick is he always does a lefty punter because the returners aren't used yeah. to the lefty punter spin. Love that. Um, so I don't know. I'm not going to do it now. He's always That's one step ahead, just like you home. said. Always, always one step ahead. It's, it's going to be a running league this works. year. The running league. That was probably the take of the episode was that it's going to be a, uh, it's going to shift. No, no, no. League. I'm not saying this year. In like five Dude, years. I thought it you. was. I had that take two years ago when they brought in Cam. I was like, double tight end set with Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, Cam Newton at quarterback. Oh, dude. He's going running league. And that was so glad. it was I'm the so offensive glad I don't explosion. Have anything recorded about the Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry double tight ends. <laughs> I, I, loved I, I would just wouldn't be happened. able to say anything ever again. There's a, there's a quick hits episode out there where I was like, I like what the oh, people yeah. are doing. There's definitely something it, out there. For, they, they put like, 80, I, 80 million of those two dudes for per year. And Scott, I said the same thing. I was like, they're always, he's always just one step ahead. Like I had that same <laughs> conversation in 2020. So yeah. yeah, you can't hit them all. Nope. No, you can't. No. Anything else, boys? This is fun. We've been, we, this uh, is always going to be our longest pod that we ever do, but uh, hopefully we, we can. We uh, said last year that we do a recap. Yeah, yeah, we got to try and get a second one in there. I don't know why we didn't. Oh, be, oh because we were all going to do it after the Super Bowl when we were all in Nashville, but then. Damn, that's fucked up. Oh wait, no, but but Scott, you were there. Mike, I I think you made it. Mike, you were there too. Yeah, yeah. That guy's sick. Sick. Imagine how weird it would have been if just Ted was zoomed in and like we were all together. That just that would have been kind of weird. Kind of sick, actually. Yeah, I'm looking at our record predictions from last year because when you said recap, I thought you meant like, oh, we should recap last year. Um, how did we do? I'm not sure really, but you had the Bills at 14 and three easily you would actually nailed it mike almost you had the bills at 14 and 3 they went 13 and 3 didn't have a, a 17th game you had the fins <laughs> at 9 and 8 that, that's where they ended you had, the at, <laughs> you had the pats at 7 and 10 i think they ended 8 and 9 and then jets 6 and 11 they ended 7 and and 11 damn right. you crushed that yeah you crushed that mike great work <laughs> the fact that i didn't have it because i game canceled is hilarious <laughs> yeah you idiot <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that'll wrap awesome. things up. Thank Stuff you, boys, boys, as always. Yeah, thanks, Ted for tomorrow. We will, uh, Ted, for we'll tomorrow. Be, Ted will be back first for tomorrow. Tomorrow strong. We'll be back next week getting ready for the regular season. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Go Pats. Go Jets.